0: Welcome to Some Guys Art House Movie Guide. I'm Chris. And I'm Anton. And in this podcast, I uh, show movies to Anton. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, and you try to explain them to me All because
1: right. I'm pretty thick.
0: Um, yeah, so I explain movies to Anton or at least help him learn how to explain movies to himself.
1: Yeah, I get way too caught up in the minutia and try to like a conspiracy theorist kind of approach to right.
0: watching a movie. Simple actions drive you insane, <laughs> and you read far into things that don't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it's probably a good choice that we picked uh, Patterson as this week's movie. Yeah, uh, which is the 2000, hold on, 16 film by Jim Jarmusch. Our first yeah. Jim Jarmusch movie. Although you've seen other Jim Jarmusch movies, right? You've seen uh, uh, only Lovers Left Behind.
1: Yep, I saw that, the vampire movie. And Have you I seen saw any other?
0: I saw a little bit of coffee and cigarettes. He did that, right? Yeah, he did that. That was one of his. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Um, but yeah, I've been on a Jarmusch kick lately. So I figured I'd pick that one. What also, led to that? I don't know. I think I just started watching Jim Jarmusch movies. I don't know. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I just started watching them again uh and so and then also not that aria was specifically uh intense crazy movie but i wanted to pick a very uh i thought it was a very friendly movie that's what i love about this movie yeah it's very just it's very i think they could have rated this pg i don't know if they did pg for like watch it to go to sleep yeah (laughs) all right so is that your initial reaction
1: Uh, I have, yeah, that's my initial reaction for the movie, but I'm also starting to see a theme across these movies, maybe a a subtle meaning (laughs) in the, the meta of this show. And I I just know it's not that they're boring. I feel like I am getting a lifestyle propaganda, uh, presented to me. Really?
0: Yeah. What is this propaganda that I'm? Well, it,
1: all right. Let's th- think about themes here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every movie is like, we, we saw Benny's video, we saw Ariel, and we saw Patterson. Mm-hmm. Each one of these people are kind of just like aimless in a way. Uh, aimless.
0: Okay. it's but, but
1: interesting. Though Benny, all right, I'm, I'm being a little bit a, a stretch for Benny. He's pretty mm-hmm. motivated.
0: <laughs> Patterson's the opposite of Benny.
1: Patterson, yeah, in that he doesn't murder people.
0: Yeah, or maybe he
1: has. Yeah, yeah. we can get into that. But um, anyway, I I feel like, especially Patterson and Ariel, I feel like I've been living my life wrong watching these movies or something. Like these these
0: guys are just like, hey, they're living it.
1: Take it easy,
0: right? But there's very drastic defi- definitions of easy from Ariel to Patterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patterson operates inside the construct of a normal life. Whereas Ariel is everything but that.
1: Oh, because you mean it's like an American life, which is normal versus a Finnish life?
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, but I mean in terms of like, uh, you know, go to work.
1: Yes. I mean, they really want you to get the routine in Patterson Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. notice and recognize the routine.
0: Yeah. So... All right, it's good feedback on my end to know what the overarching uh, impression is of all the movies I'm sending your way. I'm now actually second guessing the movie I've picked for next week, but we'll get to that. We'll cross that bridge when we get there.
1: But now you're getting <laughs> self conscious, so like, oh shoot, I was gonna give him another movie
0: where somebody's just trying to. Also, like hang I've out. just noticed, like visually, all the movies I pick are the same. <laughs> Visually, how so? Uh, just slope paced, like single setup, like very.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I, I feel style. like I'm being harsh here. I do appreciate all these movies, and I'm glad that I saw all of them. So far, all right.
0: Well, I mean, I, that's fine. But uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank all you. Right. I would. I've well, never even heard of them. Any of them? I'm surprised you haven't heard of Patterson because you love Star Wars so much. So I feel like you would have seen every. Kylo Ky, Kylo Ren, Kyle Ren. Yeah, I've seen. I've I've even seen <laughs> Adam Driver in person in a play. And you've seen Adam? Oh, you have. You did see him in a play. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Burn this. Hmm. Patterson is Adam Driver. Have you've
1: as you've never seen him before? He's boring this time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> That's why I love the movie. <laughs> and. I mean, I'll get to it when I get to my part talking about it, but uh, I saw this in the movie theaters, and I think it was, I had seen it, again, on Home at Home, but, like, it changes, but anyways, we'll get there. Was it, Uh, uh, were there, like, other people in the theater with you? Oh, they're hooting and hollering. (laughs) They're like, yeah, read that poem. (laughs) And, like, it was nuts. I could see that. Uh, But yeah, Patterson is, I guess to say it uh, pretty uh, conveniently or just very... (laughs) (laughs) Patterson is a movie about a bus driver poet. Yes. The end.
1: (laughs) And uh, they make it pretty apparent that that's what it is. Mm
0: -hmm. So do you want to... You want to let us know what was your experience watching Patterson? You want to just sure just dive right into it. So I'm coming to Patterson. There's a little
1: bit I know about Jim Jarmusch. I saw some movie mm-hmm. where he's riding on a unicycle. I don't remember that movie.
0: I don't remember him riding on a unicycle, but I do remember him had a, he had a guest spot on the show "Bored to Death," where he was riding around Jason Schwartzman on a bike. That's what in it a was. Warehouse. It oh, it was a was bicycle. A- it was not a unicycle.
1: All right. Well, I already.
0: So you're. Maybe old. you'll listen to me in this. Your, talk me- your memory is slowly <laughs> fading. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm losing one wheel at a time. You're gonna. <laughs> you're gonna recap a completely different
1: uh, Adam Driver movie. <laughs> yeah. And he's just really angry at his dad, so he, <laughs> and he... kills him and he falls down a pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm coming in seeing Jim Jarmusch on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. And separately, seeing only lovers left alive, which I loved. Yeah, so you much. loved that movie. I really like loved that movie.
0: Fish. I feel like these are very similar. They're because he made this one right after that. So I feel yeah. like, you know, I think at his point in his career, they feel like very similar movies. So I thought I you would because li- so. I knew that you liked that movie. So but I here's, picked this.
1: Here's my pitch. Mm-hmm. If this movie was he's a bus driver poet who's also a vampire, right. or maybe he's Frankenstein's monster and a bus driver poet. That mm-hmm. just on its own makes it more interesting.
0: Yeah, or if it was a different... so Because he made Only Lovers Left Behind. Alive. Uh, no, Alive. <laughs> only Lovers Left Behind. <laughs> <laughs> so he made the vampire movie, then he made movie. this, and then he makes a zombie movie after this. Which I haven't seen that either. um, The Dead Don't Die. So I feel like he missed an opportunity to make, like, um, Adam Driver was also a werewolf or a different horror element. So you have vampires, something else, zombies. Yes. But he didn't. He He really. He he went vampire poetry, zombies.
1: (laughs) Yes. And
0: I think you can mix them, and he should have. Mm hmm. And then also, how do I say, is it a poetry movie or is it a bus driving movie? Um, Either one. What is is your identity? You've got people's attention. What is his identity? (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, I feel like both. Like, bus driver is, you are kind of an audience Mm -hmm. to the world around you. Mm -hmm. Mostly you're driving around and seeing what's going on and taking it in. And... I feel like that's his whole thing is he's taking it in. And that's kind of why he's just boring in a way. He's just mm-hmm. consuming instead of emitting. Yeah. Except in, in his poetry. That's like his way of putting his feelings out. Yeah. Uh, which didn't just click to me with me until just now when we're talking about it.
0: Well, that's what helps when you start just talking about it, ideas pop in your head.
1: Because uh, I have this theory. Not to go on a tangent, but I will.
0: All right, are you going to go on that tangent now, or are you going to recap the movie first?
1: All right, I'll recap the movie first.
0: Save the tangent. I feel for like I like your recaps where you just explain the movie we all just watched, or maybe none of us did watch it, and we're just <laughs> going based off of your recap.
1: Well, all right, I'm going to do a light recap because they get don't a little... let
0: me criticizing your recap change <laughs> your recap. Well, I mean, I listen to these episodes, and it's like. You know, you think you go on too long for your recap portion?
1: I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to think about that. But we could maybe make an a meta
0: episode go, or something. Yeah, go into it. Just, just go right into it. Just tell us everything about Patterson.
1: Okay, so he's he's a bus driver and he's a poet. He wakes mm-hmm. up, I think, at the very beginning of the movie in this crazily decorated de- decorated house of extreme contrast patterns of black and white, like,
0: um, mostly responsible by his girlfriend, girlfriend, I, think they're married. I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. They have a odd relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which half the movie, I thought she was dead and that interesting, uh, that, that she it didn't wasn't a really movie. exist
0: outside of the movie. I thought that it was every
1: time we were seeing her, it was a flashback to, to, Them having a happy relationship. And then partway through the movie, I'm like, oh, she's not dead. Because the way they present her is in like this... You know, like when when somebody's gone and you just kind of remember the good parts about them? Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like every time they hung out was just like these extreme, like, exaggerated caricature events. That would be kind of like how you would remember somebody, but not how they actually were. Yeah. And so she's really extreme uh she decorates cupcakes throughout the the takes place over a week after a while it hit me over the head oh this is just taking place over a week this isn't flashbacks Mm -hmm. um and i think it's does it start on a sunday or a monday
0: i think a monday because he goes to work right yeah he does i don't remember but yeah
1: he wakes up he he gets ready in this crazy decorated house and he takes. I don't out think the
0: house is extremely as decorating as you're making it. Like I on feel the like there's, outside, it's not. There's some cabinet. There's some cabinets, and then there's some curtains, and then everything else seems fine. I don't and know. there's picture paintings of Marvin all over the house. That's true, but I like those paintings.
1: They are good paintings.
0: <laughs> Marvin's one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah,
1: he's a good character. The, oh man, Marvin's the more we talk about it, it's just like clear. There's a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. I know. Um, So he goes to – he gets up. He has cereal or something, and he gets a matchbox out of
0: Blue Mm -hmm. Diamond, I think, Mm -hmm. matches. Blue Diamond matches.
1: Yeah, and then Mm -hmm. he's on his bus, and he does a little bus route, and uh, he starts writing the poem about the Blue Diamond matches and says that he – something about his relationship – in the poem, and that he has the blue diamond matches, and the logo looks like megaphones mm-hmm. or something. Okay, I didn't understand that too much, and that uh, you light them so you can give your lover a cigarette or something.
0: Yeah, he just—I think it's just showing how he his his process of writing a poem over. I think it takes a couple days. Like he doesn't talk like it's not just one portion of the movie. I think he goes back to the matches and he tells her that he's writing a poem about the matches
1: okay but does he have a different lover because i didn't see
0: her smoke a cigarette once that's true maybe she doesn't smoke inside and you only ever really see her inside
1: yeah maybe they had to cut the cigarette scenes
0: for time now people smoke outside that's yeah but then i don't know some smokers smoke in their house
1: so his routine, he drives his bus, he re- goes and looks at some waterfall and writes his poems on his lunch break, I assume. Then he comes home and he takes Marvin, which I assumed was his dog, but now it sounds like it's more like his girlfriend's dog. Yeah. And he I puts think Marvin... They have
0: a, a, uh, I think they have a complicated relationship, um, Patterson he, and Marvin.
1: Where she just talks and he just doesn't say anything and doesn't... No, I'm it.
0: not talking about her. I'm talking about Patterson and Marvin the dog.
1: Oh, okay because
0: yeah. it's clear that she makes him or at least strongly requests that he walks marvin every night this isn't as if that's like some sort of forced bonding thing that they have to do you know and i didn't pick
1: up on that but that makes patterson
0: sense. does doesn't seem like he wants to at all uh like when they leave the house you know he'll often the dog will go one way when patterson's trying to go another way and they they just always kind of bump heads the dog and patterson i
1: feel like i missed this whole rivalry that would have really added to my appreciation of the movie and it makes sense because there's this one part where he's always correcting the mailbox because mm-hmm. the mailbox is crooked is funny, and then you see a scene yeah. where marvin is the
0: one later who, in the movie marvin it, runs out of the front door and just for no reason just tips over the mailbox and then runs back oh inside God. as if it's just like marvin just exists to be a um Foil. kind of just a ta- like just a really pain in the butt to his simple existence it's like he has this nice quiet meditative life of creating and working. And then there's just Marvin.
1: Oh my god, I feel like I just totally missed
0: this whole point
1: of Marvin, and now well, that you're I'm like discovering it now, reflecting that's the whole on point
0: it. of this podcast. Oh my
1: gosh, <laughs> yeah, because like now it makes sense. Like the paintings mm-hmm. of Marvin, it's like your enemy is just staring you in the face constantly. This like annoying.
0: Well, and not to get too far ahead, because I, I want you to continue your recap. Um, but I think the movie does a really good job of creating conflict without um, anything actually major happening. And they uh, imply that things major happening, but nothing ever actually happens. Oh yeah, they definitely
1: dance towards yeah. you feeling something's gonna happen, but it's just like, mm-hmm. psych, nothing ever happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but keep going with your your retelling
0: of Patterson.
1: So he takes Marvin at after work, and he goes uh, to a bar, and he always leaves Marvin outside. Mm -hmm. And goes and gets a drink, and he has, like, a nice relationship with the bartender, and there's a girl there, and Alyssa said he better not cheat on his girlfriend with that girl. Of course he doesn't. Yeah.
0: It's never... He doesn't doesn't do anything, honestly. People just Uh, say hello to each other, he talks to people in the bar, he has, like, one beer, and he goes
1: home. And then... the. It's pretty repetitive this routine throughout yeah. the movie because it it just cycles mm-hmm. and then, like each cycle something like slightly different happens right like, at one point the the girl has a a boyfriend and he's like an actor the the girl at the bar has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. he's an actor, and he's really dramatic and emotional and is constantly upset that they're breaking up, so they're like perpetually breaking up throughout the week,
0: yeah. And she doesn't want anything to do with them. Yeah.
1: And the bartender is like some wise guy that seems to know about the history of Patterson, New Jersey.
0: I think that's their. I think that's the bondage of the bartender and Patterson is they like to talk about local Patterson figures and relics. Right. Like, because they have the board behind the wall. Like, does this go up? If it has to do with Patterson, it goes up. Because yeah. I guess you should say the movie takes place in Patterson, New Jersey, so it's very about the specific city. Also, his name is Patterson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And
1: I feel like if maybe I knew about Patterson in New Jersey, I'd be more motivated to listen to that. Like if it was about I, Albany, New York, I'd pay attention.
0: Yeah. I don't think it really goes too much into the history of Patterson. They mention things, but I don't know. I don't well, they mentioned those, I didn't look into Patterson, New Jersey, for this <laughs> for this podcast, but they mentioned that comedy duo. Uh yeah, El, uh, Costello, Abbott oh, and Costello. Yeah, one and of that them. One of them gets from... like
1: his own park. hmm And that some famous figure didn't get their own park. Like oh, George, Alexander Hamilton. I think so. Yeah. What's the one they said didn't get
0: his own park? And they talk about Iggy Pop
1: got it i don't remember
0: apparently being popular with teenage girls which is really weird
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is weird so there's a a bunch of stuff that's like slowly happening and i don't know the exact order the the girlfriend's working towards some bake sale that she's going to make she's also Mm -hmm. wants to learn how to play guitar so she finds some guitar online and it's like can you buy me this gift so it gives Um, me the impression that Maybe she doesn't have a job and is just kind of like living off of that bus driver salary.
0: Getting to Laura, what were your impressions of her, I guess? I know we briefly talked about her design aesthetics and how she wanted to learn to play guitar. She seems like fun. Did you have any opinion of how she thinks of her creativity? Because I always thought that was very interesting. Uh, She feels like she sounds very grandiose in her opinions on things she wants to do or can do. Like,
1: but not only her Patterson too.
0: Like, oh yeah, she, she thinks, thinks that, that the two of them are, the are best. Are, yeah, yeah. She's she's gonna be Patsy Cline.
1: <laughs> yeah, she thinks that the two of them are these creative forces that just need mm-hmm. to be like
0: seen. I, I think it's a really good character because you're right. It even just the fact of her style aesthetics being black and white. It's very contrasty as opposed mm. to Patterson, who just likes to write them down in his notebook and calls it a day. And he doesn't talk about, um, you know, being publicly known or even making copies of his own poems. Like, he doesn't really th- yeah. think of, he doesn't think of the wider view of art, whereas she only thinks of that. She's kind of, even in a way, even a little superficial about her opinions of it, whereas he is kind of, a little truer in nature in terms of how they both approach creativity.
1: So I think now that you're saying all this and it makes a lot of sense to me, I think Marvin Mm -hmm. thinks that Patterson is full of it and Mm -hmm. he thinks he's a fraud and he knows that like he actually does want his poems to be seen. And Mm -hmm. that's why it's like, oh, you don't care if people see your poems. Well, what if I rip up your notebook and Mm -hmm. nobody sees your poems?
0: That's the big thing at the end. Uh Marvin or they go to the movies. Are we at this point? I don't know if there's anything else you want to recap. We can just go right into it.
1: There's a whole actor who uh has a mm-hmm. gun and I don't remember if that's before or after the notebook gets ripped up.
0: Is it before? I think okay. most of it is before. Um yeah, so that's th- the big climax of the movie is Marvin Wall um Patterson Laura go to the movies as a way to celebrate her making three hundred dollars in cupcakes, which doesn't really matter because he just spent three hundred dollars on her guitar earlier that week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they but go. But now to the she's movies. got three hundred bucks and a right, guitar. And it But yeah, and that three hundred dollars is her <laughs> treating him. To, but uh, they go to the movies. He leaves his notebook on the couch. Marvin the dog, or they rips it up and they come home to find that the notebook has been destroyed having the entire week her going you should make a copy of that
1: yes Mm -hmm. for the purpose of distribution
0: right or at least just archiving and keeping track of your poems or letting other people see it yeah. Um, so were the, was there anything else in this? Uh, I guess you pretty much summarized the movie in terms of how it is. It's a repetition of days leading up to his book of poems being destroyed. And then he uh, meets, meets a Japanese fellow who gives him a, a new blank notebook.
1: Well, there's a few, like, scenes that I, that stick out in my mind. I don't remember the order that I think are worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, me just mentioning.
0: let them rip. Uh, so... Th- the
1: one guy who's in feels like his relationship is falling apart with the girl at the bar. At one point, you find out he's an actor and he's just really dramatic and emotional. And he pulls mm-hmm. a gun out and he says he's going to kill her, and then he says he's going to kill himself. And Patterson jumps up and, and takes the gun away to
0: find that it's a fake gun. Mm-hmm. And, you, and we are set up to know that Patterson is a uh, an army veteran. Going by the photos on his bedstand.
1: the photo probably from Adam Driver's actual army service, right? Because he was service. a marine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good call. I didn't really put that together. That that
0: now, kinda... if you were going to make a movie about a bus driver who is a former marine, you could go into a lot of speed routes. <laughs> if I was going to do that, it wouldn't be Adam Driver.
1: It would be Steven Seagal. Is Patterson,
0: mm-hmm. right? And there'd be a lot more action.
1: If Steven Seagal was Patterson, I think that would be an amazing movie. If that's the only change they
0: made. <laughs> well, there was that uh, that YouTube clip I showed you earlier this yeah. week, of apparently on set, Adam Driver and Jim Jarmusch jo- joked that they should make a competing movie called Peterson, where Peterson's just a total dick throughout the movie, and he hates like people's poems.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which brings us to the other major scene in the movie. He sees mm-hmm. this little girl, and Alyssa is just like always worried something bad's going to happen, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to do something with that
0: little girl?" And uh, I but was like, you know what? I think that's partially my fault because I introduce you to a movie like Benny's Video, <laughs> and now now you go into a movie thinking that, oh adam driver's now gonna murder this child (laughs) yeah
1: he's gonna do something bad (laughs) but he just talks to her.
0: he actually just stands there for her protection just making sure she wasn't alone
1: yeah and he's a real good guy and Mm
0: -hmm. it's a very it's a like again it's a very friendly movie
1: yeah nice and wholesome um, but maybe Jim Jarmusch wanted you to think something bad was going to happen there because he did set up a lot of s- stuff like that. He to gun. a
0: couple things. Yeah, like the gun or the guy in the bar. And then there's the uh, the the gangsters that I shouldn't yeah. call them gangsters. Yeah, they, you don't know. There's a bunch of friends in a car. There's a bunch of friends in a car. That have bandanas. They have bandanas. And, and they say, warn him that his dog might get jacked.
1: Yeah. From all which, the weightlifting the dog's been doing.
0: Yeah. But anyways, what other things happen during his week? Uh,
1: his bus breaks down.
0: His bus breaks down, yep.
1: And he doesn't have a cell phone, which just reinforces, like, everything his girlfriend tells him to do to protect his life. Something bad happened, like mm-hmm. photocopy your stuff, have a cell phone. He doesn't want to do that stuff, and he gets burned for it.
0: Okay. Um anything else sticks
1: out to you? But you didn't even get that burned. It's just like an event. It was it was mundane and benign. Mhm. Um the only other stuff that stuck out to me is the guy with the the gun in the bar, the emotional actor. He uh meets up, he sees Patterson on the street after his, like later at, toward the end of the movie and they're mm-hmm. walking in opposite directions and he says he's sorry or something like that and then they just continue walking in the directions they were intended, and I didn't know if that was meant to stand for anything or just is a way to end that story arc between the two of them or
0: something. I think, well, I don't know. I feel like this movie has to do a lot with kind of the mundane life and even the uh, drama in mundane, mundane life and like really how like things build up happen and then are resolved i feel like it's very realistic in a way that would have happened like Mm -hmm. he does this but you don't feel like he's a bad person i don't know i mean he did a dumb thing but it's also not the point of the movie and i think Uh he's just kind of showing there's no like hard feelings i don't know got it i guess in the I didn't the really last... think of too much about that scene.
1: Well, that's, it's like every scene you you have to get the crew out there, and you got to get the camera set up and all that. So there's mm-hmm. got to be some reason you're including it.
0: Yeah, and for other people that watch it, maybe they got something out of it. I just didn't. <laughs> I mean, and, and
1: that character just definitely was some kind of archetype See, of. You're like
0: when you play a video game, and you go into the area. Like I might try to just progress to get to the next. Thing to finish the game whereas mm-hmm. you want to look every square inch of the corner and get all the coins and that you can <laughs> like i have ocd not ocd
1: i do a little bit i mean i would want to get all the coins it's like but... you want
0: to you want to finish each element before getting to the next one
1: okay yes i know what you're alluding to like when i play games now I don't want to go into the next level until I have hundred percent at the level I'm on Mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm less likely to go back and do it. Um, later, later. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. In my head's already in it.
1: So it's like, I want to maximize that, but I guess you're, you're saying that maybe I'm, I'm reading too much into this. Yeah.
0: It could have just been a character resolution scene.
1: And that, I mean, that's how I feel about the end of this, which you already mentioned. Is he's, he's, his notebook's ruined. He's sitting, he's watching his waterfall, and a Japanese tourist comes in and talks about this Patterson mm-hmm. poet that he's a fan of, and that's why he came to Patterson.
0: Yeah. But I, don't I like his, uh, I like his quote, um, you know, reading a, uh, poem that has been translated is like taking a shower with a raincoat on. <laughs> Alright, well, here's here's
1: something I gotta bring up. <laughs> I've been playing this, this game, The Witness. Okay. And in The Witness, there's this one part where you can unlock some video clips. And this video clip that you unlock is this, like, BBC um, film of this guy saying that like art is just basically you learning about the world through somebody else's filtered vision of the world. So Mm -hmm. you're not just seeing the world for it is you're seeing somebody else's interpretation of it. And then you're interpreting their interpretation and it's just like twice removed from reality. Yeah. And I think that the whole idea of, I think it's a little smug, honestly and a little of hypocritical movie? of this of of the the Japanese tourist to be saying the raincoat. He's the one who said the raincoat thing, oh, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah.
0: uh, whoever translated it saying that you're getting if by not translating it, you're getting that purest form of art rather than the already filtered. Like you're just stacking another filter on it if you're translating it.
1: Yeah, but it's already like it. it are artists that concerned with another filter when they it's they are effectively That's already true. a filter on reality? I can see
0: your argument.
1: All right. And on top of that, what are we saying? That translators are just chopped liver? Like maybe that translator is adding something to the poem via translation. Like they are effectively artists too. I can't imagine you're just getting like somebody who doesn't care about poetry to translate poetry. Mm-hmm in in effect maybe you're in, enriching and adding to it and in the retelling uh making more but there's this assumption you're taking away from it in the retelling i see so i, I don't know i think it's smug say that.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah fuck that guy <laughs> uh all right so is there anything else in patterson that really sticks out to you or do you have questions on it or you, the ideas that you want to explore or anything like that?
1: No, I think we... The, I mean, what, I don't know what the ending was supposed to mean where the the tourist gives you them a notebook.
0: Did you think about what the twins were supposed to be?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't. There's twins everywhere.
0: So in the whole movie, there's twins. Yeah. Uh there's just the the girl that he meets, the little girl, she's a twin. Mm -hmm. He walks by like these two twin steel workers. Um the Mm -hmm. two twins in the bar. Uh there's twins all over the place. Everything's a twin. Or there's doubles of things, I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. (laughs) But everybody had two hands. I noticed That's true. Everyone had two hands. Um so yeah. I feel like the repetition and the twins. Um, I had thought about it for a long time after I had seen it originally in theaters. So I saw this movie first back in 2016 in theaters with Tawny and her friend. And we all really liked it, but I, I, I did really like it because it felt like a very calming, peaceful day at the movie theater. Like it was a a experience. You just got to sit in and take in, uh, at home, it felt a little different. I could see how it might be, like, kind of looked at a little boring at home. But how does someone kind of not professionally or monetizing creativity kind of experience it uh-huh. in their everyday life? Which I thought was really interesting. All the poems were based on real poems from some guy. I don't remember that the Patterson name of it. That copy copied? Um, but it was also... Yeah, yeah. All those Patterson, are not real Patterson poems. Does that guy that
1: Copy <laughs> Patterson copied in the movie exist in the universe of the movie? Is he a fraud?
0: No. They're based on, I guess his name's Ron Paget. He's a kind of a contemporary poet. Um, but it's also based on, because they even mention him in the book, uh, Will William Carlos mm. Williams. He's a poet from New Jersey who was okay. a doctor, I believe. Um so he had a day job but he still wrote Spleens poems based on Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, all of the, he does <laughs> a lot of spleen very stuff. Very anatomical poetry.
1: Uh a lot of guts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot about how um <laughs> your insides are very squishy. <laughs> uh but apparently the uh the poem was kind of inspired to, of the poem Patterson, of the same name, Um, they, I have the quote here I'm looking for, to make a start out of particulars and make them general. So I feel like he was expanding on the idea of Uh, interpreting everyday normal aspects of life and then how you can turn them into your own creative art yeah
1: you can do that if you want
0: Uh, and then the twins really didn't have anything to do with the theme of you know being a working bus driver poet Um, but I thought it had to do with more foreshadowing of the story like she's telling him to make copies of his poems uh, she's telling him to make yeah. copies all week, and then he doesn't, <laughs> and then the 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 book of poems that is be destroyed. Um, so he sees all of these uh, duplicates of things, specifically people, and there's an abnormal amount of. Here's my interpretation. Twins. <laughs> How many twins do you I see think in a he's week? Probably a good... He's must he must have saw about. He must have seen about eight well, to depends. ten twins that week. Do you live with I twins? I don't think
1: I've seen... Do you have twins? A single twin this week. If you, twin see, if week. you have twins, you're going to see them all the time. No. Yeah. That's Here's my take on the twins. People read into stuff that has no meaning, and the twins are an example of that.
0: All right. and That, that works. Poetry is just... I thought you'd have more questions is than Poetry desperately twins.
1: trying to find meaning in a meaningless world
0: if you're a bus driver and like you have or any if anyone who i mean even you or i have day jobs you know how do we what do how do we value and interpret our own art on a given day like how do how like i feel like it's very true to life of how someone like that and like how millions of people create while working and how you interpret the life around you. Because you can really only interpret it through this repetitious existence because you're kind of tied to the work that you do because you have to show up to work the next Art day. is
1: a way to satisfy your ego while you make money for the man.
0: Right. That's okay.
1: what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not wrong. but Yeah, I'm pretty sold on the twins being... Um, foreshadowing to making copies
1: but why isn't there foreshadowing for anything
0: but that's the big conclusion of the movie that's the big thing he just lost his whole is
1: it trying
0: book of poems that he that's his very soul of his existence has now been destroyed by marvin i would,
1: I would agree with you if we saw it's a scene where like a twin gets shot or something Or, no, that doesn't make any sense. Because then to show that you still have the other twins, so it's okay. That's the point of a copy. That's why people have twins, so they have backups. (laughs) You got me there. I think that's an interpretation, but I'm not sold that that's what the twins mean.
0: All right. What do you think the twins mean?
1: I noticed it during the movie, but I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. Cause I mean, did...
0: you didn't even think it was a big part of it.
1: I thought, I mean, there was a lot going on, so I didn't know what I should be paying attention mm-hmm. to. Also, you told me I shouldn't get so caught up in the the details. So I was, I was really trying to focus on the bigger picture here, but maybe I need to do both. Mm-hmm. I mean, did we see twins later? Did we see twins again when he got the notebook or anything to like indicate that those things are
0: related? i don't think you need solid evidence i think you just need to interpret it of how that's like i'm i'm for me i'm assigning the meaning to the twins to the fact that he didn't make copies and how he has been his whole thing is he's visualizing everyday life and he's picking up these things that like he hears conversations on the bus he sees matches on the coffee table and he interprets them into his work but he doesn't look into the fact that he sees the twins and realizes he needs to uh, make a copy All right, of the work. Here's, and that is the ultimate tragedy. Here's my tragedy. interpretation,
1: and it's still based on what I thought. And you tell me I'm wrong, but I honestly feel like this is pretty good. <laughs> I think that the movie's trying to say that you assign meaning to the world, and that poetry is a way to take something and um make something out of it. And and okay. that the twins are a meta way of saying, we're just going to throw a bunch of twins here, and if you want to add a meaning to it, go ahead, but we're not going to spell it out for you, audience. You are going to assign the meaning yourself. All right. I give myself a point for that.
0: <laughs> You'll get a point. No i'm not i'm not keeping track i I, I do think that i guess that's the next stage did you get anything out of this and uh did you feel like you've you grown from something from this or did you feel like it wasn't as um intellectually stimulating as the previous two movies i think it was i like these like movies that give you a lot of
1: space to think about stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh I honestly feel like this is maybe more intellectually stimulating than Ariel, but maybe I'm missing stuff from Ariel. Or at least it, it seemed more like it wanted you to, to have that takeaway.
0: I mean, I'm basically asking, do I get a point?
1: Do you get a point? Well, you get a point if you give me an explanation of the meaning that I agree with.
0: I told you the meaning of the movie. You, you, I just said it.
1: Yeah, but I have to agree with said- it for you to get the point.
0: All right. I guess I don't get the point.
1: I'd have to think about it. Maybe we can recap in our follow-up episode if I think about it more. But I feel like that's.
0: We're never going to bring this up again. Let's be honest. We brought
1: up Ariel and Benny's video today already. That's true. Uh, So for now, no point. But we'll see.
0: All right. Fair enough. Fine. Fuck you. (laughs) I never get a point in my podcast, so I like we do the green. Or yeah, we do the the game podcast, and I'm I'm always like way too harsh, and you're like very cool about it. And then we do the movie podcast, and you're like mm, I don't know. <laughs> and I just flip out. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to next week's movie. How about that?
1: All right, I'm excited.
0: Um, I didn't change I, it.
1: I, I wanted to watch a movie last night, and I was like, man, I wish I we'd made a podcast sooner so I could know what my next movie is, so I could have watched it.
0: Well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Um, I guess we'll do charades. Although you're not going to get it. I should just tell you.
1: No, I like the charades. It's, so fun. <laughs> it's fun for the audience because there might be – um. Like somebody out there who does watch a lot of movies. You're right. And plays along. Game shows aren't for the participants. They're yeah. for the participants' parents to say it is good that they knew that dumb trivia their
0: whole life. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, so this is a two thousand nineteen film. You want more, right? Two thousand nineteen. Um uh-huh. And it's our first uh, female director, so I figured we'd stop watching dude movies.
1: Is this is this an indie movie?
0: It is. Um, okay. It's, I think it's, British, but she's okay. an Austrian filmmaker. Okay. Um, I know her from as being a big fan of her previous movie, Amorfa. I don't know if I pronounced that right because it's Austrian or whatever or French, I don't know. Um okay. So this is her first English-speaking movie, and it's kind of a sci-fi drama. Ooh! I get well. I don't know if it's it's not. Don't get excited. <laughs> There's not a lot of sci-fi going <laughs> <laughs> on. It's uh, let's just say. It's about plants, and it starts with the word little.
1: It's about plants? Mm hmm. Little.
0: And it's not Little Shops of Horror. <laughs> little. <laughs> Which is the only a... plant movie that's named that, so I don't know. That's the worst clue. Um, the little only rec- recognizable actor in it is probably Ben Wishaw. Which the other you, ones are not recognizable would, because of the you makeup. would see his. If he, like you don't know him by the name, but if you saw his face, you're probably like, "Oh yeah, I think he's." Wait, am I wrong? Let me click on. Um. Let me see. If, oh, he's been in a lot of movies, but he's not the star. But he's co-stars. He was in the Lobster. Oh. He was Q in uh star trek and the the most recent james bond movies he's q
1: oh he's that uh, like little young guy uh, i didn't yeah. know he was in the lobster
0: um yeah i don't remember him either anyways um do you want to tell you the name of the movie
1: i want to guess some all right plant words little tulips little roses Little. It's uh, not
0: a plant. It's a name.
1: Little Abner.
0: Nope. I kind of want you to get it so you get a point for charades.
1: Little. Just think women. of a
0: generic name.
1: Little Jennifer. Starts with a J. Little James. Little Jesus. Little Joseph. But little
0: sh- Joey. Little shorter. <laughs> little joe you got it good job
1: what i got it
0: i'll give you a point oh my god you get a point wow. for charades
1: <laughs> wow i did really good on that one
0: <laughs> so we're watching <laughs> the movie little joe directed by jessica hosner um it's about plants but it's a. Uh... is it like about plants
1: in the same way adaptation is about plants
0: no okay I actually don't really remember. I watched the movie maybe a year ago. Um, I don't really remember it much, to be honest. I just kind of want to, I was like, oh, this is probably interesting.
1: Sure. Yeah. A movie you don't remember. Sounds fun. Well,
0: I, I don't want to just like pick a bunch of movies I've already seen and then brag about how much I know about them.
1: <laughs> I I mean, I I think it adds to it for sure. <laughs> Well, so you I mean you're gonna have to rewatch it too, so that you have yeah. to speed on it.
0: It's uh it's on okay. Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Um, I don't. Um Alright, so we're gonna watch Little Joe next
1: week. Little Joe. Sounds cool. Maybe I'll watch it with my nephew Joe. I don't think he'll like it. <laughs> okay. He honestly doesn't really like much of the stuff I like. Yeah. But
0: Alright. We'll see, see you next someday. week. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye.